This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share and collaborate. Hi, welcome to EM Weekly, and this is your host, Todd DeVoe speaking. And this week, we're going to talk about education versus training, and what does it mean for the future of emergency management? So, I just got back from the Executive Academy at EMI, and it was an amazing experience. It was nine months, four weeks of, uh, of actual classroom experience, and working on, on a project. And the project that I was working on is the Alert and Warning um, toolbox and that's available by the way and we'll put those in the show notes the the idea here is that you take 40 I think it was like 40 people started off with um, from all across the country executive level emergency managers put them in a room uh, talk about some theory go over some uh, practical application and then put it into work breaking us into six teams of uh, projects that we had to choose and we took a look at some of the areas that FEMA has uh, marked as being needed for improvement, I suppose. Uh, and the one that we looked at was the communications piece with alert warning. And it was a good project. There was others that worked on lifelines um, and a couple of different toolkits. One had made a really awesome uh, toolkit regarding uh, pods and, and the math that goes into why you're opening. So there's a lot of a lot of great work that was being done um, in this executive academy. And it got me thinking, you know, there's a few people that were in that classroom that did not have a college degree. And there's a few people in that classroom that had their PhDs and all in between. And what does it mean to have education versus training um, as emergency managers? So it takes me back a little bit here. So in Orange County, California, there was a really well-respected um, fire chief who retired um, off the off the job, and he went into uh, a part-time role in one of the local cities as an emergency manager. And he said that going in there, he thought that he knew what he was going to be able to do and how to do it. And he said that through that time that he was there, he just retired again. Through the time that he was there, he had to relearn, or not relearn, but he had to learn about emergency management, and he would you know, reach out to current emergency management practitioners to learn more about how to do the job that he signed up to do. And leadership is important. The skills of, of, of responding to large-scale disasters as far as the, as the response side, I, I get it. It's important to transition things over. But there are some nuances in emergency management that just, that just don't uh, translate over to, to what you do on a daily basis. And last week we talked about selling emergency management, and I think it was a, it was a really good episode. And and then uh, Brian Colburn jumped in, and we had a long conversation regarding what it means to sell. And, and Brian, just by the way, and I don't know if we got this out last week or not, he he really is a master's uh, salesman. He uh, uh, took the job and and a long time ago in, into sales and and really loved it and taught me a lot about selling 
uh, programs. Um, but this side of it here isn't just about selling the program. Now it's about actually doing the doing the job as an emergency manager. When you're a first responder, and that's sort of the field I came from, you know, whether you're running, you know, as a paramedic or a firefighter or a police officer, you you do a job and you walk away from the job, right? You're done for that day. Maybe you might have paperwork to do, right? Of course, but then most of the time you're doing the job and you're walking away from it. The fire's out, the the court case is done, the 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 patients in the hospital, um, and then you do a little bit of paperwork on it and and you walk away. With emergency management, you don't really walk away from from things. They're they're just there, and and things take years sometimes to to resolve itself. So take a look at Katrina, for instance, or you know we're still working on the recovery from that. Harvey, we're going to be working on the recovery from that for a long time. Heck, like I said before, the uh, Whittier Nares earthquake uh, in in '87. There's still areas that that still haven't fully recovered uh, from that. Now I know that in some cases that the uh, that the project has been closed, right? But there's still the idea of, of of still working as city, working for cities, still working those um, areas that have been affected by, by disaster. So this brings us up to the question, education versus training. And a couple of things I just want to go over really quick. So education, you have your formal education. And emergency management education, and we had a podcast about that a while ago, uh, when we brought in um, uh, a couple of educators on. So you see the formalization of education uh, with degree programs across the country. SUNY Albany is doing, that's in New York State, is doing a great program um, with with emergency management and has the support of the state behind it. Um, you know, and then you got, um, you know, George Washington University, Georgetown, you know, big ones in D.C. area. Uh, that are supporting emergency management programs. North Dakota State, obviously, uh, North Texas University, uh, Utah. Uh, you know, you're starting to see larger uh, schools pick up the mantle of emergency management and actually doing some academic research behind it. And what does this mean? Well, in general, when you start to see true academic research behind a profession, it, it makes the profession better. And so there's theory now based upon what we do. And it's moving away from the sociology and it's moving away from um, the, the idea of, of public administration, if you will. Um, and it's moving into its own discipline and, and own case of study. And so you're going to start seeing more and more um, cases that are out there, more studies out there, more, more re- original research on what it is to do um, emergency management. And that being said... This brought the discussion of what truly do we do as emergency managers? And if you listen to some people, it's the idea that we just fill out some plans and then put those on the on the shelf and we kind of go away. Maybe we conduct an exercise or two a year um, and that's about it. And, and well, we're not going to get into this because we've had this conversation before, but is that really what we do? And I think once you start seeing more idea of resiliency, sustainability, um, more long-term planning, more areas of, of public policy that are coming from emergency management, you're going to see the shift of people that when you're a practitioner of emergency management, you can't just be the guy who writes a plan. You can't be just the girl who runs um, a, a drill once a year. You, you have to have real knowledge on what it is to be sitting in that position. 
And you see this transitioning in law enforcement, right? Where before it was you graduate from high school and you go to an academy and you can become a police officer. Um, and now you are seeing police departments across, across the country requiring bachelor's degrees to walk in the door. And what does that do and what does that mean? The other day I had a phone call from one of our listeners and and we've had a long conversation. And he was he's a former uh, uh, Navy guy. And we had a long conversation regarding what does it mean for education and emergency management and how can he break in. And he wasn't really interested in moving on to go get a degree. He's an older guy. Uh, when I say older, my age <laughs> makes me older, I guess. Um, and he doesn't. he's not looking to go back to school to get a four-year degree. What he's looking to do, he's looking to get something underneath his belt to get ex- and with his experience to be able to get a job working in emergency management. And there's a frustration level there of, of how do you break in without having that four-year degree. Now, if you like, if you take a look at some job descriptions, it says a four-year degree or equivalent. So, what is that equivalent? So, in some cases, you have to take a look at your education, your training, and and see how you can parlay your experience into the field of emergency management. So, if we take a look at the fire chief from California, right? Obviously, he has the experience of running a, a department. Right, so he has that leadership experience, but he doesn't have the experience in emergency management. Although he was able to parlay some of his experience running large-scale disasters, fires, and whatnot, um, into into that spot. So one of the things that you have to do is take a look at what your background is, and do you have a nexus into leadership? Do you have a nexus into what we do on a, on a regular basis regarding um, the writing plans and whatnot, um, doing exercises like we said. Um, understanding how to move um, recovery, understanding how to look at mitigation, uh, understanding the risk analysis that needs to go into it, understand the threat analysis that needs to go into things. Those, if you can parlay that, so you can use that experience, um, sometimes in lieu of a, of a bachelor's degree. However, my suggestion is, is that if you don't have that education, that you necessarily need to go get training. So training programs, various different ones that are out there. So obviously take a look at um, EMI uh, as an example with all of the training possibilities that are there. Uh, Start collecting certificates for lack of a better term. I hate that term, but um, start collecting certificates so that with your experience might get you over the hump. However, I think that there's a possibility of doing a hybrid. So there's a couple other programs out there. So UCI, and I have to say I work there, and I teach in the program. Uh, So, you know, there's a little little self-promotion going on, I suppose. So UCI has um, a certificate program in emergency management. And I think the certificate program for emergency management from UCI carries some weight, right? It has the, the weight of the institution behind it. I think if you find a program like that, and you use that with your your background um, and your training. Um, so now you have a little bit of theory basically going into it, and then you have the training going into it, and you have your experience going into it. It makes a good emergency manager. The NPLI, the uh, uh, out of Harvard, I think is another one where if you are able to get accepted to that. Now here's the caveat for programs like NPLI: you need to have experience to actually get into that program. You can't go in cold turkey. Uh, and they're looking to have people that have some basis of, of experience to get in there. 
So you might be able to use your experience that you have um, as a first responder, um, responding to some of the larger scale disasters uh, to get into a program like NPLI. For those that are in the government sector, you can also, um, I think they take some private sector as well, but I don't know 100%, so don't quote me on that. But you have the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, um, and they have a certificate program as well. And so that might be something worthwhile taking a look at. Um, not only do they have master's degrees, but they have that certificate program. Um, it's another option for you to go. And the, here's the difference, right? When you start taking a look at like a UCI program and MPLI, the Naval Postgrad programs, now not only are you getting your certificate in whatever discipline that you're looking at over there, right? You're also getting the connections that you have throughout. And I think that's important because if you can come into a job and you have not only the experience, not only having the certificates through like a UCI or, or Harvard, um, but you have also connections that when you have questions, you can pick up the phone and call. They'll pick up the call and answer your questions. I think having a Rolodex like that, and that's an old-fashioned term, I guess contactless would be what we want to use today. If you have a contactless like that, I think that's super important um, for, for, what you're, what, for your job. So let's take a quick break right now. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about EMI. Seconds count during an emergency. That's why at Titan HST, we connect people with the latest technology possible, whether it's mesh networking, augmented reality, or real-time translation, allowing people who need help to find help immediately. Better matters because lives matter. So EMI, so the Emergency Management Institute in Emmitsburg, Maryland, um, I think is is such a great resource. And I'm saying that because I just graduated from the academy, from the executive academy, because I spent about a year up there, nine months back and forth. Um, is If you have not been there, if you have not taken courses there, you're missing out. So they have the basic academy, the advanced academy, and the executive academy. And, and those names fit what they are. So the basic academy is a really great introduction. So somebody who just graduated from uh, from college maybe or, or just get into the emergency management field and is looking to get some basic information and skill sets. And I think it's a great start for people. Um, after the basic academy, obviously, there's the advanced academy, which is more people that are in, in the leadership role, the mid-management people, um, those that are running programs uh, mid-management-wise. And the executive academy is for the executive emergency manager. And in my class, we had state leaders, local leaders, uh, you know, nationwide leaders uh, from, from various different uh, organizations um, that were there. And the contacts, again, that you're making in these classes are, are just worth the time alone. And this is training. This is not education. However, um, if you take a look at the executive level, and that's the one I can talk to the most because that's the only one I went to. I didn't go to the basic or the advanced. The information that was there and the and the the access to people who actually wrote the theory uh, is is amazing, you know, uh, you know, Dr. Cabrera who was on our show, uh, I met him there at the Executive Academy, you know, he's the guy he has a, his own research center named after himself, 
Um, and somebody at that level, it's amazing to be able to have that, those contacts and be able to answer, ask those questions. And again, at the end of the day, what it is, it's a resource that you have that you could pick up the phone, call them, they'll answer and talk to you about the situations that you have going on to help you out. That doesn't necessarily help you in the middle of a disaster, but when you're training and planning and doing things to have that expertise to come in and to be able to help you out um, is very important. And those are some of the things that you could parlay into your experience if you do not have a degree. So the practitioner versus the theorist. So the practitioner is somebody who goes out and does it, right? And so I spent many years in the practitioner realm. And I'm proud to be a practitioner of emergency management. I, I still still stay into that and, and be able to, to do it. Now, the thing is, is if you take a look at it, and I'm going to put it on the medical side of things because that's what I know best. If you go to school, you go to six months of school or something like that, and you become an EMT, maybe even a lot shorter than that. If you, I think it's there are programs out there that you could get your EMT in a month, emergency medical technician license or certificate uh, in a month. Then you're on the job for six months or so, a year, and you apply to become a paramedic, and a paramedic program is about a year. So your formal education in emergency medicine is somewhere around a year and a half. And uh, you you get in there, you, you, you do it, um, and you, you might be really good at what you do. Now, if you take a look at a nurse, um, and RN programs are about two to four years, depending on what program that you go through. They have a little more theory behind them. They understand things a little bit at a different level than you do as a paramedic. And obviously you go to doctor and you have, you know, eight to 12 years worth of school underneath your belt and theory and understand the body and what it works and how things happen, um, you know, is, is put into you. And that's the difference, right? And even though doctors are practitioners, right, they have more theory behind what's going on. So you could take a guy or a gal and take them off the street as a paramedic or a firefighter or a police officer and say, okay, this is your collateral duty as an emergency manager. And they might be able to do okay through that process. And if they do some self-training, uh, they, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine, I suppose, for just doing some of the basic stuff. But they really won't have a deep understanding of what it is to do emergency management. They won't understand the, the history behind it and where we came from and where we're going um, and, and why we do what we do. They just know this is what they're supposed to do. It's a checkbox for them. Right, and they become a check checkbox uh, ninja, right? Not understanding why we're doing what we're doing, what the historical context behind it is, um, what the changes are coming, and I said, and that's the difference between that and somebody who has the theory behind them. And that being said, if you just go to college and you don't have any practical background on you, you tend to uh, not really understand what the guys in the field are doing. So I think the the best of both worlds is someone who has a practical experience, and, 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 the, and the college degree. You know, I was talking to one of my professors when I was going through my master's program at Cal State Fullerton, Dr. Paul Peretz, and he was saying the best public administrators are those who have been in the field, such as like, you know, your, your um, public works guys or your police guys or fire, um, and have gone through, gotten their public administration degree, and then moved into management through that because they have, they understand the way the city works at the cellular level and up into the management level. I think that's what you have to do as well. So I encourage my students, um, my college students, uh, to go and volunteer 
with the Team Rubicons, the American Red Cross, the Salvation Armies, the, those groups like that that are actually out in the field doing things. So you have an understanding what it's like to be in the field, even if you're not a EMT or police officer or, or a firefighter. You get that understanding of what operationally it looks like to be out in the field, get into involved in that. Um, and I think that's really in, important. So there's a changing landscape of emergency management. And we've talked about this in the past, that the idea of the collateral duty guy or gal coming in and doing emergency management is not doing the best service for the residents um, of the jurisdiction. And what we need to have in there are people who have that practical experience and have an education, whether it's a certificate program um, or if it's a, a, a college degree, um, you know, in there doing, doing that work. So moving to the future, what's it going to look like? I think you're going to start seeing more and more people who are coming out of college um, and, and have a greater understanding of the practical and political concepts that happen with emergency management um, coming into the field and being able to take those positions. And I, I see that people that are coming in at the entry level who do not have a degree behind their name um, aren't going to get the promotions that they think that they deserve, and it's going to be frustrating for them. And you're going to see this happening. You see this happening in law enforcement. You see this happening in the fire service. You see this happening in EMS, right, that where degrees are coming in with people with practical experience and with degrees are going to be promoted up above those that don't have it. It doesn't mean that the people that don't have a degree don't have the knowledge. It's just they just don't have the, the theory behind them necessarily, or at least to prove that they have the theory behind them necessarily, to be able to to look at things at a broader scale. And and again, it's it sounds bad, right? It sounds like I'm being an elitist because, you know, one of my best friends, he, he just has his high school diploma, right? And one of the smartest guys who, who I work with, the idea is that he knows that he's limited to, to what that high school diploma gets him um, without that, um, without having the paper behind him. And, you know, that being said, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. You know, we can discuss that. Um, but it is what it is, and it's just where it's at. And those of you that are out here listening that do not have your degree, at least get a certificate behind your name, an emergency manager certificate from one of the programs that are out there, whether it be UCI or if you go to Harvard or if you go to a community college, um, like Coastline Community College where I teach as well, um, and, and get a certificate behind your name. You know, I think that's going to be that step forward. Education is important. Education gets us into theory. Education gets us into the idea of that emergency management is a real profession. We're able to get a body of knowledge out there. Amanda Wins, uh, who I was in class with, um, she's finishing her PhD. And we had long conversations regarding what is the body of knowledge behind emergency management. And it's growing. And you're either going to be part of that or you're going to hold it back. I'm going to ask you right now, please be part of it, right? Please be part of it. Get out there, get certificates, get degrees, all right, if you're not there already. And again, it's not the end all be all. It's a starting point, but it gives you theory and understanding. When you can have a conversation talking about Drayback, right, if you can have a conversation talking about what McNulty's talking about, what he's writing, if you can have a conversation understand uh, what McNamara's talking about, um, Dennis Maletti has written, and, and why he's there. Those are the things that are really important to understand because that's the basis of what we're doing as emergency management. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of EM Weekly. 
And please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player. And also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you're looking for more information and more emergency management type podcasts, check out sitchradio.com because there's a full laundry list over there. See you next week.